ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cheerings of all ages and around the world in DuPont, Georgia, welcome yeah. to the greatest podcast ever in the history of the world, Ben Blake Takes an Adventure. We said it, so it's true. That's right. We're right on Facebook. Uh, we're going to bring you the best in entertainment, entertainment related news. So without further ado, I am the illustrious Blake, and I am the infamous Ben did you say impotent? It's an infamous. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Welcome to the show. You know, these podcast intros, these are pretty well concrete, and we would just, you know, had this, but now they're not. They're just, we like to trick each other, like Rumpelstiltskin, yeah. like yeah. at the beginning of the, the I don't know if that made any, I don't even I just know made a Dennis Miller joke, it probably didn't make any sense. No, it didn't, but, uh, <laughs> is that better? I like that anyway. <laughs> I won't leave you hanging there, dude. <laughs> What's been going on, man? Uh, just working. That's a, it. Oppressing heat. Mm. Disrespectful heat. It's like Jesus has no sense of common courtesy throwing all this dang heat at us. <laughs> and I got so mad the other day. I was riding to football practice after work. And I was like, why is it so effing hot? Yeah. And then I realized it's the end of June, Blake. <laughs> it's supposed to be hot. And we're in the south. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, if hell's a real place, I definitely don't want to go there. If it's any hotter than it is in South Georgia right now, we would be the ones that went to hell and been like, "It's ain't bad." Have you ever spent a summer in South Georgia, Satan? It's not bad at all. <laughs> you got air conditioner on in this mug. It ain't hot. Lake of fire. <laughs> at least there's no humidity here. It's a different kind of heat. It's dry heat. I don't give a crap what you say. People, humidity makes the worse. <laughs> Today's 80 degrees with a real feel of 320. Listen, if you can walk outside on your sidewalk and fry an egg <laughs> afternoon, it's too hot to do if anything. you can start sweating the second you walk outside the door. <laughs> if you start sweating by looking out the window at the outside, <laughs> like I'm surprised it's not hotter right here than I do with these windows. Yeah. Oh my God. It gets so hot in here in the morning. I bet. That's why I sit right there under that air conditioner that you're sitting under right now. Oh, well. Well, we've got a show for you today. I don't know if it's going to be a great one. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be like a stray dog and you're going to have to put it down or what, but we will see. You decide. Uh, we got to talk about some different stuffage here. Stuffage. Stuffage. It's made up a word. Hey, that's fine. Stuffage. At gonna, some point, all words were made up. So. <laughs> I wonder who sat around and made up words. They had like a mute society <laughs> and they're like, stick. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Steve. Yes, we need to make a. <laughs> we should make a YouTube video. I had a bunch of cavemen sitting around and name stuff. Rock, rock, <laughs> zoop. <laughs> what would they call that? Mm. Pokey thing, <laughs> pokey thing. Yeah, pokey bar. Mm. Me like is <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> That sounds like something that guy could make, the one that made those top five reasons why terrorists hate us. <laughs> Fried chicken with chocolate sauce. Anyways. That'd be Michael Swaim. Yeah, him. Yeah, I always check forget him his out. name. Always takes me about an hour to look up that video because I type, <laughs> type in keywords. I'm like, Ben's told me his name. I know it, but I don't want to remember it right now. Well, if you, if you put in his name, it probably, I don't know if it'll bring it up or not, But because that's back when he was working for crack.com. I'll just try some crack right now. I mean... Which and then they fired all their funny people, and now there's no point in watching crack. Hey, we got an idea. We're going to make this show even funnier by firing all the funny people. Dude, I did something yesterday that I was pretty proud of. 
What'd you do? So I'd cook spaghetti, right? Because it was quick. We had all of the kids over. And when I say all the kids, well, with the exception of Hayden, he didn't come back from Tennessee until tomorrow. Uh-huh. And everybody but him, Jonah and his stepbrother, we had Liliana, Kalia, Connor. Kalia had a friend over. Laura came over to cut Jonah's hair. And Elizabeth and I. So we had a packed house. Mm-hmm. And so... I cook spaghetti because it's like the easy go-to meal. I don't know how to cook it in moderation. I always cook enough for a hundred people, anyways, <laughs> when I make it. And so, well, it keeps spaghetti yeah. keeps well. So, oh yeah, I like to eat it cold too out of the refrigerator. And so, Kalia comes in and she's like, "Daddy, do you remember that video I showed you the other day on you on Facebook? That article about somebody wanting to make." Spaghetti grilled cheese sandwiches I was like Yeah She's like Can we make them I was like Why not Yeah we can And so I like Freelance spaghetti grilled cheeses Let me say They were freaking amazing They're pretty like, good Yeah all the kids Loved them And Elizabeth comes through And I was like You want me to make you one of these She goes uh, No I'll just have spaghetti And she's like well, I'll just try Kalia's And she took a bite of Kalia's She's like Yes Make me one <laughs> And so like The recipe that I, I saw Called for like Garlic bread But that's just Stuff Yeah I said something It's too expensive So I just got yeah. like Regular bread And put butter on both sides And then like Covered the outside With garlic salt yeah. yeah And then like Put it down on low heat So it would like Toast with it. Yeah So I've gotten so bougie Since I watched The Food Network I don't even make toast In the toaster anymore I make toast In the frying pan <laughs> Cause it gets it perfect If you do yeah. it on low heat And so I did that And then I put parmesan And I put some shredded Like mozzarella And just mm-hmm. coated it Really good And then a good Dadgum heaping of spaghetti in there with more parmesan on top of it and just let it go. Yeah. Until the spaghetti was already hot, so the cheese melted easily. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. So good. God, this is probably one of the best things I've ever <laughs> had in my life. It's, it's become a staple now. Like I ate one, I ate a sandwich and I was so full. I was like, oh my God. It's like an Italian meal Americanized into a sandwich. Because <laughs> that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Um, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> after we were done with our fat boy moment, let's go into the show. <laughs> we're going to talk about a couple things today. Disney, um, they're retheming Splash Mountain. I'm going to let you handle that monster. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple of Netflix updates. They've got um, a couple of series. Sure, well, they got a show and a series coming out. Um, we're going to talk about a movie from the 90s being rebooted. I think it may be good. It, who knows? You know, there's discussion out there. Certain movies don't need to reboot it. I think this one falls in the middle of could, should, or shouldn't. We'll, we'll see. I will get into that when we start talking about. It. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about uh, some Robert Downey Junior. Junior. Robert Downey Junior. News. Maybe teasing a return to Marvel. We don't know yet, but we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, got some very interesting Michael Keaton news. I love Michael Keaton. <laughs> uh, then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to discuss our top five story songs yeah. of all time. It'll be a great one. Uh, but before we jump into all this, we got to thank our sponsor. We got to thank the bill that pays the bills. Yes. And that would be Ben's pappy, um, Mr. Bill, Dollar Bill, a.k.a. William Dollar Bill Murray <laughs> Sr. I guess, I, that's probably not his name, but William. William Anthony Murray. We're going to start calling him William Jefferson Murray. <laughs> his middle name is now Jefferson. Like Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he may not take kindly to that. I don't know. It just sounds more real. Well, we'll go with Anthony. Anyways, why didn't Trey's middle name's Anthony? Yep. I was about to say, I knew it was in there somewhere. So it's William Ross. William Ross, James Who are Benjamin. Who named after? Uh, my, my grandfather on my mom's side was uh, James Ray Haynes. So that's where uh, the James And they just put from. Benjamin in there with Yeah, they just liked the name Benjamin. So. <laughs> you remember when 
your aunt Paul used to call y'all Ren and Boss. Ross was Ross Aroni. I thought she called you Ren and Boss one time. Maybe I dreamed that. Um, I don't doubt it, but the, her it was Ross Aroni. I remember that. Ross Aroni, Benitsky, and Travinsky. Benitsky. Was what she would call hey, us. Beninsky. <laughs> Maybe I dreamt that. Maybe I was high one time and I dreamt that. <laughs> Maybe I called you. I don't know. Anyways. Dude, she was a good I'm lady. I'm so sleepy today. I went home after we grilled for dad and took a nap. Because <laughs> like, I got up at 9 o'clock this morning because my brother texted me out of the blue. Yesterday, he wasn't going to come with his three kids and his wife. And today, he's like, oh, we're going to come. I was like, dang it. So I had to get up at 9. I had to go to the store and buy more hamburger meat. Yeah. Um... Then I had to buy more cake because I made dad this really big cake. But like the big pan I had, like the other two smaller cake pans I had, I had like a gap about two inches wide. And it mm-hmm. was pissing me off because I wanted that whole dang pan full of cake. So I bought another strawberry cake mix, mm-hmm. made another cake, and cut a piece out big enough to fill that hole with. <laughs> and then I iced it with a lot of icing. A lot of icing. So your dad's a strawberry cake man. Yeah, and he's a diabetic too. <laughs> and I left him half of that giant cake. And I was like, let's go ahead and finish it off. <laughs> you know I mean, what's diabetes got to do with anything? That's uh, a uh, Slim's cake of choice, too, is that strawberry cake. I like strawberry cake. My aunt makes a killer homemade yeah. strawberry cake with strawberry icing. But on this one, I didn't want to go all strawberry, so I did like like a homemade butter, cur- like a homemade uh, cream cheese yeah. icing. And then I popped on the outside with chocolate icing. Yeah. And then I let Connor just completely obliterate it with sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. I tried to write Happy Father's Day or Happy Birthday or whatever his birthday. Happy Birthday. Whatever yeah. we're celebrating. But like the tip I had on the icing bag was so big it just like a big wad of dookie across the king yeah i said dookie dookie that's a funny word it is a funny like word. did the caveman poop and a good in green day album did he poop in his hand and go dookie <laughs> mm. have you ever seen uh dookie the, remember stink. the old hulk hogan movie no holds barred Duty. <laughs> he jumps out of that car and he grabs that guy by the what's that smell? And the guy goes, Dookie. Did he say Dookie or Duty? I thought he said Dookie. And then Hulk Hogan goes, Dookie. Dookie. The other one of those are funny words. You know, you ever do you ever just sit around and maybe it's just me because I'm completely retarded, but do you ever just sit around and think of a random word and it just be so funny that you just laugh and like Elizabeth looks at me like I'm stupid. Yeah. I'll just say something like a word. Like dookie. <laughs> it's a funny word. Dookie. 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 <laughs> That's great. I'm glad I'm not the only moron that does that. Dookie. Oh. I'm going to have to go watch that now. <laughs> uh, anyway. Surely it's streaming somewhere. We're going to discuss the Highlander series as well, how <laughs> terrible they were. We're going to take a break going to our top five songs story songs story songs uh, and whatever else we decide to talk about Ben's got some yeah. dead people to talk about yeah there's I a- see dead people <laughs> Ben's also wearing this really cool Cactus Jack yeah, I'm t-shirt yeah Cactus right Jack t-shirt pretty cool t-shirt he's also got on some old man denim I'm yeah. kidding I'm kidding I like your jeans Ben I need some suspenders you've been staying coronavirus free um. Sure. As far as I know, <laughs> I haven't been showing any symptoms. So. I haven't died yet. So, do you wear a mask at work? Yeah. Yeah. They they uh they weren't enforcing it for a while there, uh, uh but they they pretty much started Excuse enforcing me. it now. 
Which is good. That's, yeah. that's not a bad thing. Can't be bringing the Rona around here. Well, I mean, we got people coming in from everywhere. They'd be know? bringing the Rona in to you. Right. Hey, why don't you turn your microphone to your mouth? I said talking inside of me. Can you, can you hear me now? I want you to do like this under your microphone when you Just talk cradle to cradle it. Yeah. <laughs> cradle those biznals. Oh, God. Where did my mouse go? My screen's gone black. We're still recording. <laughs> That's why I didn't hit that space bar because that space bar stop it. Um, yeah, so let's jump in. Ben, you want to tell us about Splash Mountain being renamed Squirt Mountain? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or not. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, we, we don't know what it's going to be called. <laughs> um, but Disney has announced that uh, in both Disneyland and California and the Magic Kingdom in uh, Orlando, that they will be retheming the ride Splash Mountain, which had been based previously on the Br'er Rabbit uh, stories in the Song of the South movie, which Disney mostly claims doesn't exist. And they would be even there. It's not on Disney Plus though. Um, and they'll be rebranding it to a Princess and the Frog uh, ride. Now, um, I, I'm really ambivalent about that. I, I'm. I don't like the idea of trying to say, you know, stuff never happened, but I thought no. it was weird that Disney had built Waiting a ride now. based on Song of the yeah. South anyways. <laughs> if we're being honest, that should have been changed a long time ago. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It's not even... I, I remember going to go see... They like re-released that movie in the theaters when we were yeah, kids. they did. And I remember going to see it, and like, it's... It's not an unenjoyable movie, <laughs> truth be told. It's kind of boring in a lot of parts, but like the um Yeah, I'm not it's just not shocking to me that that they've decided to do this cuz Splash Mountain is one of the big rides at at the Disney parks. You know, this is cuz for so long they were mostly known for what they call dark rides, so like you're yeah. Peter Pan's flight and Snow White's scary world, adventure. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. And and I love those rides too, but they started to try and incorporate more like thrill rides. Yeah. And um and that was one of the first ones that they did, you know, outside of Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And Pirates of the Caribbean was a thrill ride when you went over that little waterfall. Yeah. When, yeah. when you're five and six, <laughs> seven years old, that's pretty freaking scary. Um uh, but uh but this isn't that shocking. Um, they, I guess they went with Princess and the Frog because it was going to be the easiest to, to transform it into. Yeah. With the and they don't really have anything dedicated. It to takes that. place in Louisiana, uh, and because also, there's no mountains in Louisiana. Yeah, it, it is odd though in the fact that you know that movie wasn't. They should rename like a it super Hurricane big Katrina. Hit for Disney. It wasn't a. It wasn't a uh, flop or anything, but yeah. Uh, but then again, neither Song of the South wasn't a huge movie for Disney either. So, <laughs> yeah. But um, hey, uh, so that's just something that's going to be happening, and um, you know, whatever. Next thing you know, they'll be they'll be redoing Expedition Everest to like a Mulan theme ride. <laughs> wow, I'm thinking out loud. I don't know where that came from. Well, I'll tell you, I tell you, hashtag bring back Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That yes. ride was awesome. Um, yes, girl, yes. Even though you end up in hell at the end of that ride. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think that whoever designed that ride and It's a Small World were definitely tripping on shrooms. <laughs> like, I've re- I read that ride as a kid and was like, thought it was cool. And then I went back as an adult and I was like, 
What the? Did you ever see the Simpsons episode back in the day where they go to Duff Gardens mm-hmm. and there's a it's a small world ride that they're on and uh, uh, Bart dares Lisa to drink the water and she drinks a little bit of it and starts <laughs> hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing with it's a small world. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was pretty awesome. It's a great ride, man. I haven't been to Disney in a I haven't while. Either. I have not either. I had a long time. Oh. Like, Jonah was probably four. That's been nine years ago. The last time I went was when we graduated high school. Wow. That was the last time I went. And it's so expensive to go to Disney. It is. Last time we went, we did a timeshare thing where you like sign up for a free three days and two nights if you take that hour long. They're going to try to sell you, and I'm like, no, I'm not buying it. He's like, really? You just come down here? I was like, listen here, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. I just signed up to get a free couple nights so I can go to Disney where I don't have to pay so much money. I don't give a crap about you or your timeshare. I've already been to Disney. <laughs> now we want to the house. If you're not going to sit here for this hour, we're just going to charge your card $700. I said, it's a green dot card, so good luck. I only <laughs> loaded enough money on that mug to put the deposit down for the condo. So you try to charge it and see what you get told. Deuces, and we walk out. Yeah. We'd already stayed there for like two hours anyway. They were an hour late starting. I started to just walk out and be like, you told me to be here at 10. You didn't start till 11. Um... I've toyed with getting like a year, like a yearly pass. I'm sure it's expensive as crap, though. Yeah. But like that way, I can just go, you know, if I want to. No. And yeah, those yearly passes are pretty. I'm glad we live like a tax money purchase. I'm glad we live close enough that you can you can kind of do that if you wake up early enough, you can get down there and make a day of it. If I go down there, man, yeah, Kyle, you you need to take two days if you're going to any park down there. Yeah. By the time you drive the four, unless you drive the night before and spend the night, get up, go in the morning. Although I've never been to Universal. Universal's fun, man. I mean, I don't know how long it'll be before I'll be comfortable going back there with this thing pandemic going on, but. Um, yeah, I've never been to Universal. I want to go. But there's also something that doesn't sit right with me for waiting in line for three hours to ride a seven-minute ride. It depends on when, you know, sometimes you don't have that um, If that I want to go, I'm going to go in the fall, early winter when it's yeah. cooler. I couldn't go out there today. I'd die. I'll tell you what, the last time we went to Universal, at Islands of Adventure, they have a whole section dedicated to, like, cartoons. So they're just like, mm-hmm. but they're all water rides. So, like, if you go, like, during the, like, colder months, you can't, you don't really want to ride those yeah. rides. Because <laughs> you're freezing for the rest of the day. But the good thing here is, like, and we never really have those colder months until <laughs> January or February. You can go in November and it'll still be hot enough to go swimming. So, you yeah. know. Yeah, we'll check that out. I don't know what we're going to check out. I just feel like saying that. All right. Tangent over. What's what's our next Yeah, topic? next. <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, so, I'm going to have to pull this article up here. I'm writing my times down. What? Uh, which article? We're going to talk about um, gargoyles. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. We're talking about uh, Transformers. <laughs> yes. God, I'm so scatterbrained today. So, um, I noticed this the other day when Trey... Shared this on your Facebook wall, and I wasn't doing. So I wasn't really doing any digging until like five minutes ago. But yeah, their Netflix is doing um a an animated kind of an anime. Yeah. So it's not really animated, but I mean it is, but it's different than a regular cartoon. An animated anime series on the fall of Cybertron, War for Cybertron. That's something that none of the movies have touched, with the exception of the Bumblebee movie, which you finally freaking watched. I did. I finally watched it. Did you not like it's seeing great. all the? It's did great. you not like seeing all the retro Transformers it in there? It was great. Buddy? Oh man, that beginning scene where they're on Cybertron. It was great. One. And I was like, oh, there's RC. Oh, there's Braun. Yeah, like, it was great. It was epic, man. 
And so... Oh, there's the, Soundwave. Yeah. He wasn't as big as a issue as they made him out to be on the movie, though. Hey, guys, there's Soundwave. Let's hide. Well, they've kind of had to... The, that character is one of my favorite Transformers characters, but he's hard to translate like into today because we don't have tape decks anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's just got MP3s loaded in <laughs> He's just an iPod. Yeah. An iPod Shuffle. Those aren't even really a thing really any much anymore. So what they're doing, you know, Netflix is really like, um, and this article is even from February 24th, so they've been playing this for a minute. But uh, Netflix is really like indulged here lately in these anime things. Like they re- they did a Voltron reboot. Yep, which was good. Um, they did Castlevania, which Castlevania. I watched some of. I didn't watch all of them. I started them. Castlevania. What I liked, I've, I've seen, I've liked, but I haven't finished you know, they it. They did Godzilla. They're doing an Ultraman. Uh, they say Dragon Quest. I hadn't seen that one. Huh. I used to like that game. It was hard as crap, but yeah. I liked it. Um, <laughs> it's hard to read these articles off my phone when Ross and Trey are texting in that group text. <laughs> and Trey just texts boner alert on that picture. <laughs> Julie, what a weirdo. They did a Danger Mouse series. Yeah. Um, and so but so now they're adding this, um, this Transformers series, which is going to take place on Cybertron. Now, here's where it gets confusing, Ben. It's going. To, it's not going to be like a multi-season thing. It's going to be a movie broken down into three chapters, which will each have two 22-minute long episodes. So each chapter is going to be 44 minutes long. Yeah. So you'll get about two hours worth of movie altogether yeah. when you watch them all together. Um, the first chapter is called Siege, uh, which takes us back to this intense planetary battle. Um, that's rarely been seen in any of the live action movies. They've also released a trailer. Um, that trailer is amazing looking. Yeah, it is. Chapter two is going to be called Earthrise. Chapter three hasn't been publicly named yet. Um, you know, there's all kind of, let's see, shows a result of a collaboration between Netflix, Hasbro, producers at Rooster Teeth, mm-hmm. um, and animation from Polygon Pictures. They just say ones that did Godzilla, Knights of Sidonia. That's run by folks to, uh, like Transformers storytelling experience like F.J. DeSanto. Um, he did a bunch of like the Titans Return, the Power of the Primes. Yep. Um, while George Christick, Gavin Hynott. And Brandon Easton, he's he was a big writer for Agent Carter yeah. and the Transformer Rescue Bot series. They're all contributing writers for the series. Now they said that like they've got Jake uh, Fauci and Jason Momocha lending their voices for Optimus Prime and Megatron. I have no idea who those are. Fauci's name sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you from what. But the guy writing this article says, you know, he's hoping that the reason for chapter three not being named yet is because they're going to shift, you know, like a storyline arc or something. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's a release date on here. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Each season will consist of six episodes. So there's going to be actual 18 total episodes. Okay. Um, and this, they're looking for it to... Um, release in the next month or so yeah i must say it's coming out pretty soon yeah the first part the first part is yeah yeah that's what they're gonna do they're gonna re- they're not gonna release it all at once they'll release it kind of you know one i gotta time admit um netflix has has been doing a pretty good job of uh 
with their originals and stuff. I, I, I enjoy been. a lot. They have been. I watch a lot of their original yeah. stuff. Like what I was telling you earlier, that new show I've been watching, it's called Slobby's World. Yeah. And there's only one season out, and it's about this guy who calls himself Slobby Robbie after the Garbage Pail Kid. Yeah. And he's like this <laughs> uber collector of 80s and 90s retro stuff. And so he's got a store in Tucson, Arizona called Generation Cool, and that's what the show's about, about him selling stuff out of the store, talking about all this old retro clothing and shoes and toy lines and stuff, about him going and purchasing the stuff. It, it, it amazes me. I told Elizabeth, I was like, I want to get into this business because he goes to flea markets and stuff, yeah. buys a duffel bag full of jerseys for like 40 bucks and turns around and sells them for 100 bucks a piece because yeah. they're all retro jerseys. And like that market is high now. And it's just a really good, but it's an original show that Netflix did. Now, sometimes they go overboard with some of their stuff. Yeah. But like The Last Kingdom was good. That um, Six Underground movie that they made yeah. with Ben Affleck in it. Yep. I mean, dude, these, or was it Ben Affleck? It was yeah. um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. I mean, they make some really good original yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, the, as with everything, <clears throat> you know, they there's stuff that are misses too. But I, I'll have to admit the... Um, I genuinely look forward to a lot of the the stuff that they yeah. that they put out, um, and some of the stuff that they resurrect. I tell you, what, I've been I've been watching their um, their reboot of Lost in Space. Huh? It's, it's really good. I have to check that it's out. It's good. I have um, to check it out because Lost in Space was not one of those old TV shows that I got really into, and yeah. then I did not like the '90s movie that they did. So, like, it's not a property that I was like heavily invested in. Danger, but, Will Robinson. Oh, uh, so good though. This show is pretty dang good. Does the robot say "Danger, Will Robinson"? Danger. Oh yeah, they they get it in. I mean, that's yeah. the that's every the episode pop culture zeitgeist. Do they that get show. it in every episode? <laughs> but yeah, but in testament to how good Netflix original series are. Well, I mean, it's not even an original series, but they're doing their own remake of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, which I think is going to be freaking great. <laughs> which can't you? Is it Netflix or Amazon Prime where you can go and watch the old Unsolved Mysteries episodes? It's probably Prime. I would have, yeah. I don't think they'd, they may put the old ones out after they put the new one out, but yeah. that's probably Prime. It's crazy. So, um, it's going to be a little different, though. In some ways, the same. You know, Unsolved Mysteries first aired way back in 87. Mm-hmm. Golly, when we were six. I was six. You were like three. I'm only like a year younger than you. I know, but it feels better to. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, for over a year now, they've been teasing this revival, and uh, the producers of Stranger Things are producing mm. this, and so yeah, back to uh, it's it's here, buddy, and so it's going to release um, July 1st, actually. So Wednesday, pretty soon, yeah. Yeah, 30 days. Yeah, there's 30 days in June. And so there's going to be uh, 12 total episodes. The first, okay, volume one, which is six episodes, releases Wednesday. Hmm. And then whenever they do volume two, they'll release yeah. the other six. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call it. They're going to make more because people are going to eat this up. With all these people watching these murder documentaries and all these unsolved yeah. crime podcasts, they're going to be all over We this. know how many people probably watch like forensic files on Netflix. I yeah. know I do. I go to, I'll put it on and go to sleep. You know, <laughs> so oh, they're talking about mitochondrial DNA and all kinds yeah, of stuff. That's boring stuff. <laughs> Somewhat. So here's the episode names and synopsis of the first six mysteries. First one is mystery on the rooftop. The dead body of a newlywed is found in a Baltimore hotel eight days after he disappeared. Mm. Episode two is called 13 Minutes. A local hairdresser disappears in daylight, leaving behind her teenage son. 
Number three is House of Terror. A French man's wife is found buried under the porch of their home. But he didn't kill her. Number four is No Ride Home. A 23-year-old never returned home from a party attended with friends in a rural Kansas town. Rural is one of those words that always gives me trouble. I have a hard time with. Rural. 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 <laughs> Country town. <laughs> and also, isn't all of Kansas kind of rural? <laughs> yeah, rural. rural. Number five is Berkshire's UFO. Residents of the Massachusetts town are convinced they saw a UFO in 1969. The sixth one is missing witness. When a stepdaughter confesses to helping her mother dispose of her stepfather's body, she suddenly disappears. <laughs> hmm. I wonder who did that. Uh, there snitches is a trailer. Snitches. Yeah. <laughs> These don't seem like they're going to be too hard to solve. Uh, I mean, those are free, those are free will. Anyway, so on June 23rd, they released an official trailer. It's, it's pretty chilling. You can catch it on YouTube. Uh, now, the old uh, host, Robert Stack, he died in May 2003 at yeah. the age of 84. May he rest in peace. Yeah, due to heart failure. Maybe I'll live to be 84. Way to give there. up, heart. Yeah. Way to just <laughs> fail, you stupid failure. Uh, the new version is going to forego a host altogether. Now, a statement from executive producer Sean Levy. He said, in Robert's absence, we're letting the spirit and strength of the stories carry the narrative. Above all, our aspiration was to make a new chapter worthy of his memory and of iconic contribution to the iconic series. I think the, they realized that they were never going to have somebody yeah. as awesome as Robert Stack. Yeah. Now, just like the old one, these will all end with a, you know, a, if you have any information, please contact so-and-so. Yep. And, if you know about this UFO from 40 years ago, 30 years, 31 years ago, <laughs> please call us and tell us so we can go arrest them. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing good at writing these times down. Then, uh, oh, but I'm getting better. Um, <laughs> you know, That's a good ch- I, I loved Unsolved Mysteries back in the day, though. That was a fun. That was a fun, creepy show to yeah. watch. That theme song still haunts my dreams. <laughs> it was a good show. I always, I always would go to bed at Friday. My, of course, my parents would never allow me to watch it. Mm. But then they gave me my own TV with cable, and then they didn't come watch TV. <laughs> I'd be so afraid. I couldn't sleep after watching that. Um, no, in the. <laughs> in the spirit of being fair, we talked about good shows. Let's talk about something horrible. This last week, two weeks, I've been rewatching Highlander, Oof. and I got through two of them. And those movies are a lot more terrible than I yeah, remember. Yeah, they're pretty bad. <laughs> like the potential to be great was there. I guess you know in in you've the eighties, you've got swashbuckling immortals with a Queen soundtrack. Yeah. How did you mess this up? Exactly. <laughs> like I mean, the, the framework is there for something epic, and you screwed it up royally. But uh, yeah, and so I'm like Watson. I'm like, man, this storyline is so good. And then apparently in the eighties, they always envisioned the future to be a dark, rainy place. Because yep. if you notice on both of those movies, it's always dark and it's always <laughs> raining. You can, Always. you can pretty much thank Blade Runner for that. <laughs> yeah. And so the first one, you know, they 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 don't do a good job laying out the story. The graphics are so terrible. But there's room for greatness and they never capitalize on it. And then at the end, you know, they tell that whole story. Well, one day the remaining Highlanders or the remaining immortals will be um They'll be drawn to one place for one last battle, and then there can be only one, and then the there quickening will happen. And, and it gets to the end, but you never realize that he and the Kurgan are the last two until the Kurgan is dead. Now, and that's what makes me want. I don't understand the timeline of the Highlander movies and yeah. TV show because yeah, it's there's, I mean, the whole conceit of the TV show is that there's like 
there's like an immortal of the week that he's like having to deal with and yeah. then he, he kills them and gains their power well, if you're or gonna do like a weekly show you got to I mean, right so the Kurgan's left there's actually three of them left when you get to the end of the movie and he kills the one at, at the wrestling event that has the fabulous free birds <laughs> yeah, that's right the fabulous free birds were in the first yeah. one and, oh uh, my god they were I watched the movie earlier today you remember um, remember the movie Stay Tuned yes I watched Stay Tuned on Amazon Prime because I was like man I hadn't seen this in forever and you know they have a little wrestling segment in there and Captain Lou Albano is the uh, ring announcer but one of the wrestlers is a one man gang yeah. or uh, Akeem the African Dream <laughs> whichever yeah. you most remember him from hopefully it's from one man gang that was a better gimmick <laughs> a way better gimmick but so like he finally kills the Kurgan who's like supposed to be superior in every way Throw in a girl, make the Highlander. And so anyways, and so then apparently the second one they decide to go back and tell a mm. pre-story. Mm-hmm. It's not a prequel. It's a sequel with a prequel element at the beginning of it. <laughs> and so apparently these immortals are from this other planet where everybody's not immortal. Yeah. And if they go afoul of the law and they can't kill immortals, they sentence them and they send them to Earth where they start over as babies and then they eventually end up at the end of Highlander 1. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then once they do that, they have a choice. They can either become mortal and die on Earth or they can become immortal again yeah. and come back to their home planet and be free and clear of the law. And so Duncan, and well, he's not Duncan, and he never even says his name. What well, does call him McLeod? In the, Is he Connor McLeod? Yeah, whatever. They call him McLeod before, anyways. Before he was Connor. Anyway, it's weird. And then um, Sean Connery's character, they both get banished together because they try to overthrow General Katana, who's like weird as crap. Yep. And so they send him to Earth, and then then it goes like 40 years after the Highlander. Yeah. And McCloud has made this shield to protect the Earth from the sun, which means it's dark on Earth all the time, the entire planet. Oh, my God. It was so weird. It's and like- he sends those freaking twins to try to kill McCloud. You remember the two little twins? It was so yep. weird. You got him on those <laughs> wings, and you could tell he's suspended by a rope because he gets out and he does this wide turn and he comes back. <laughs> it was just crap. That move, that second Highlander movie is bonkers. I'm gonna have to go watch the other two now. Just, I uh, think there's more than two, man. I know there's a Highlander Endgame yeah. and Highlander, whatever the third one was called. What's the Endgame? I don't. I mean, their Endgame was the one I just watched. Yeah, right. With Edge, Edge was in that. Was Christian in that? I know Edge was. I don't remember. Because I remember seeing them promote it on WWF back in the day. Oops, so, WWE. So stupid. And uh, and I watched it because I was I was so into it at the time, and I was like, yeah, I forgot that I don't like the Highlander movies. But, yeah, they're not. I was gonna make Hayden watch them. I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna put this evil on him. <laughs> uh, one more thing to touch. Um, well, we got a couple more movie things. Uh, there's a rumored Twister reboot about. There's not much news out. It's a Twister, but there's a rumor. Ben, you know, there's a lot of debate going on these days about movies that should or should not be remade. It seems like every time you turn around, somebody's remaking a dang movie yeah. instead of doing something original. This is one of those that was an okay movie. It could have been greater. Like, if, if they redo it with, like, the graphic technology they have now, make the tornadoes more daily. I got no problem with them remaking Twister. And, and the reason is because I... I the way I feel about the original movie Twister is kind of what you said. It's okay, but I kind of feel like it was almost the... It was like 
the um, oh shit, what's that movie? His name is the Avatar of our time. In that, like, it was this huge movie that everybody went to go see, mm-hmm. but like, it's virtually nobody remembers it now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't remember it. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know, Avatar was like yeah. the highest grossing movie yeah. of all time, but like two years later, like nobody, like I it's not like anybody became like a huge Avatar. I hate that movie. Fan. I do too. And I don't necessarily hate Twister, but I remember it being sort of the same way in yeah. that like everybody went to go see Twister. Like every, like uh, everybody and their mama went to go see Twister. And like a year later, like nobody, it was basically like a, you could buy the VHS Bill for Pullman a and book. Jody Foster you know? in it. <laughs> So you better I, turn. He's gonna turn back on you. <laughs> We're some. going to send Dorothy up there. God. Anyways, we get more news. We'll talk about it. I don't really have an opinion <laughs> on it right now. But I'm I'm cool with them. I, you know, as far as you know, big budget. Yeah. Um. You know, special effects movies. Why Why not remake Twister? Because I mean, with the with the money and effects that they've got today. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe they can make a much, much better movie. Than yeah. We'll see. Or not. <laughs> you know, it's um, also always possible. A couple pieces of news I'm actually excited to talk about. Uh, the first one we mentioned a little bit, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was on um, Joe Rogan's podcast mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And he actually teased the return to Marvel. You gotta really got to pay attention to it, though. And I may be just reading into this too much. Yeah. This may just be theory. But they're discussing the Marvel universe. And... um. And Joe Rogan asked him, would he come back? And he's like, you know, he's like, at this point, he said, I feel like if I picked up the jersey again, people would be like, oh, not again. He's like, come on, you got to think that. He's like, no way, dude. You are you are Iron Man. That's the role you were born to play. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I don't know. And so Joe Rogan's like, I've got the perfect synopsis for this. And Joe Rogan's synopsis actually made sense. <laughs> when you heard him say it, when you heard him, did I really say heard? When you heard him <laughs> say it, it kind of had this... Like maybe, and so he said, "Here it is. We'll go through a couple of lackluster uh, Avengers movies without Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, without Chris Evans as, as a Captain America, and then there would come to another moment where there's this big world-threatening thing, and they need a super genius to help them out. And then they remember they've got that dang time machine, and they fire that bad boy. Watch what they fire it back up, and you step out of it, and yeah. everybody goes bananas. Yeah. And he goes, well, you know, there might be a little more weight to that than what you realize. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Then you got to realize the time machine was destroyed, though, yeah. when Thanos invaded Earth. Yeah, and but that, and, and everything in, in gets... Game. Uh, Everything gets a little wonky with time travel. You can do all kinds of stuff with yeah. those kinds of stories. So, so. You never know. I mean, I, be I figured that they would have him in in voice at least come back and be like the voice of the AI in a Spider Man suit. You know, yeah. that'd be so but, cool. Like he'd be the new Jarvis. But um, yeah, in voice or at least. Edith. <laughs> yeah, and then another another news about people coming back. From movies that I love, there's rumors that the people that are making the Flash movie mm-hmm. are in talks with Michael Keaton to come back to play a Batman character yeah. in the Flash movie. Now here's there's a bunch of dis- they're like, well, how can he do that? The Batman wasn't you know wasn't Bruce Wayne in the movie. Who's to say he's not going to play Thomas Wayne? Because yeah. number one, he's not committed yet verbally. Yep. Number two, there's no. 
we do know the movie, the Flash movie, is going to address the Flashpoint paradox. Yeah, and that's what the whole movie is going to be about. And if they do that, that perfectly sets up for him to play the Thomas Wayne Batman. Exactly, it who does, was totally. Batman in that because story? Because they would have to jump through too many hoops to reinvent that timeline to pull in a multiverse where he's his Batman there with Robin Pat. Not that they're bringing the Robert Pattinson Batman into. It. I don't see why they wouldn't if they make any more movies. I don't really understand the Robert Pattinson Batman in that like I don't know how it fits into everything else. I don't know. But maybe they're maybe they're like hard rebooting everything again. I gotta feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be like the Joker with um yeah. with a uh, Joaquin Phoenix in. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. The problem with the D C movies is number one, Zack Snyder got pulled from the Justice League movie. Yeah, but I'll say this. Snyder was already kind of losing some of his... Like, I enjoyed the Watchmen movie, but, yeah. like, I, I, I kind of felt like he was... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think they decided to go too dark with the DC movies. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying you can't have dark elements in those movies, but part of the part of the reason people love the Marvel movies so much is that they're so... They're fun, Right? The characters feel fun, um, whereas in the DC characters feel so serious all well, the time. <clears throat> you know, I, in my opinion, in the movies, DC had enough material to make a great movie, whatever yep. saga yep. like Marvel did, but they waited too late in the ball game to try to start. Marvel's been laying groundwork for how many years now? Since two thousand eight, yeah, with the first and Iron so, Man. And another battle they're facing is Marvel has got all of these just home run hitters scattered throughout their lineup, and DC can't compete with that, which yeah. I don't think they need to. I think your Ezra Millers and your Gal Gadot's and you know your Henry Cavill's yeah. are great for that movie because they played really great roles. The guy that played um, Cyborg, yeah. I mean, and I, I tell you what, I I tell you why I think DC has had a harder go of it. One of the pluses that that Marvel has is they've got you've not only got Marvel publishing, but you've also got Disney involved, and yeah. so you've got nothing but media corporations involved in the storytelling. Yeah. So these are people that that they deal with storytelling. That's what they do for a living. Yeah. Um, DC was owned by Warner Brothers, but Warner Brothers was also owned by AOL, right? And now AT and T has bought AOL, so yeah. AT and T basically owns DC. So, who's to say that that they're not just going to like totally mess with with DC? Maybe even get rid of it all together. We don't know. Oh, yeah. It's not like uh, comic books are like bringing in huge amounts of money. You know, the movies yeah. make money, but the comics don't. Comic make a lot. has a very dedicated fan base, and they're it's, the ones that it's a niche market, and. Um, yeah, it is what it is. And I, I don't. I I kind of worry about DC for the in the long run because I don't know what's going to happen with them. Uh, I really was hoping, and I love DC. I was really hoping that um, that they could re- get the, a real beat on it. And I'll tell you the the shows that they were doing for like the DC streaming service. And I think I know Doom Patrol show you can get on HBO Max. I don't. I, I don't know if the Swamp Thing show is on there. I would like to watch. But yeah. I haven't seen either one of them, but they both look really good. Uh, and that new Star Girl show looks pretty good. I mean, their shows um, have been solid on the yeah. WB. And I just don't. And they've got a, a solid following. You know, a lot of people watch The Flash and uh, Arrow. So, I mean, they could go back and, and Supergirl um, 
if they, they could go back, in my opinion, and take the people from the TV shows and make a movie with them. Yeah. Like um, Tom Welling as Superman. He played yeah. the great Superman in Smallville. Yeah. I think he translate well. But anyways, we'll see. We'll see. That has been our discussion on DC. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our top five story songs. Don't go Today's anywhere. Today's podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Acme Pharmacy. Acme Pharmacy is located at 18 East Dame Avenue in Homerville. And they are your one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical and healthcare product-related needs. Bill Murray, the owner, and his staff are always waiting with a smiling face and a warm welcome to make you feel like part of the family. They're open daily from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., and are closed on Sunday. That's Acme Pharmacy at 18 East Dame Avenue in Homerville. You can give them a call at 912-487-5327. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. (laughs) I don't know what that noise was. Excuse me. Today we're talking um, about so let's just metal. jump into it, Ben, because I got a swimming pool calling my name on this hot <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Top five story songs, number five. Yeah. Go. Number five. It's a comedy song. It's by the world's greatest comedy artist, musically. Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic. And uh, it's from the UHF soundtrack, even though it's not in the movie. Badgers. <laughs> we don't need no stinking badgers. Yeah, Lynn has never watched that movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I told him he's got to watch it. The, um, that's going to be one we watch with Hayden. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's, ne- <laughs> that's next on the list. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The, uh, is, and it is The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> And it's a, it's basically it's a parody of uh, like story songs. Really, it's a parody of like uh, um, folk story songs, and um, and it's literally about this family that they decide to go on a family vacation, and he, the dad lets the kids decide where they're gonna go, and they want to go see the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Da, 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 da. So they uh, they pack up their car, and he talks about everything they pack, and they talk about all the other tourists. Um, attractions that they stop along the way and yeah. it's just a real life list of just weird roadside attractions in, that actually existed in America at the time some of them probably don't exist anymore but um, but it's just funny it's a hilarious song I get a trip I get a kick out of it and I know it's not one of those Weird Al songs that everybody knows but because um, uh, it's not a direct parody of anything specifically but um it's just a hilarious song, and I, I think about it from time to time, and it makes me, it makes me feel good inside. It makes you feel all warm. It makes me feel all warm. I have a Weird Al Spotify playlist, and that is definitely on it. Does it make you tingle in your jollies? In my jollies, or whatever. That are means. you, are you Clockwork Orange speaking over there? No. <laughs> Gave me all. tenders and me vettles. Tingle in my jollies. Right, what's your number five, bruh? My number one's a country song. You mean number five? God. Number, what'd I say? You said number one. No, my number one's <laughs> not a country song. I'm not gay. <laughs> uh, my number five is a country song recorded in 91, written by a man named Garth Brooks. Oh. Well, he didn't actually write it. Um, yeah, Brooks did write it. He co-wrote it with Pat Alger. For a t- it was originally written for Tanya Tucker. She decided uh. not to record the song, so Brooks threw it on one of his album. That's the Thunder Rolls, man. And the Thunder Rolls. Don't judge me, Lynn, because I've got a country <laughs> song on my list. 
Top five country song, three thirty in the morning, a house across town. <laughs> Tell the story of a dude cheating and his wife finds out, then she kills him. It's I mean, how could you not have a good song? Like that. <laughs> that's that's about as country as it gets. Yeah. And so, um well, I'll take that back. In the original three verses, she doesn't kill him, but they just kinda leave you hanging. Then after the song becomes like immensely popular, there was a live concert where Brooks added a fourth verse at the live show on the spot about the 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 wife reaching for the handgun. Yeah. Uh, it's not clear who she shoots with it, but it's the best version yeah. of the woman scorned idea that's ever been put in music. Yep. I kinda like it. Garth yeah, Brooks. Good t- I, you know, I've always liked people. that song. <laughs> I got a country song. Three thirty in the morning. <laughs> And that makes me mad. I didn't even know that mother. I just truck. remember. I remember that music video, which is weird bing, because bing. that's not like I watched bing, CMT. But he had uh, that guitar slide in like a Bon Jovi song. Yeah. <laughs> and the thunder rolls. <laughs> doom, doom, doom. The thunder <laughs> Like Richie Sambora's over there shredding away. <laughs> All right, Ben Jamin, what you got for number four? Uh, my number four is uh, is Bob Dylan. Bobby, it's, it's a song. Uh, that he wrote for his my favorite album of his he did an album called Blood on the Tracks and there is a song on there called Tangled Up in Blue and uh, it is all about (laughs) not that song I'm sorry not Leanne Rhymes (laughs) Tangled Up in Blue Tangent Alert I'm sorry he's such a good songwriter to begin with and uh, but it's all about basically this this guy who who runs into a girl that um, he used to date, and uh, and it's it's kind of weird for him, and um, he sort of helped, um, like it's about their relationship, like sort of the winding road of their relationship, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a great song. It's got one of my favorite lines. It was uh, let me see if I can remember it correctly. Hold on, is a. Um, she was married when we first met, soon to be divorced. I helped her out of a jam, I guess, but I used a little too much force. <laughs> kind of sounds like my relationship. I'm so sorry. Too soon. It's just, it's a great, it's a great, but it's a great song. If you can, uh, with a caveat, Bob Dylan's singing voice is definitely not for everybody. He's, he's not got the most no. mellifluous voice, but, um. If you can, if you can get past that uh, and just listen to the song, it's a really good song. Yeah, Bob Dylan's not the greatest vocalist. <laughs> 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 yeah, great number four, Ben. You trying to judge me? No, I'm not trying to judge. Trying you. to judge me? I'm not trying to judge you. Dirty bastard. What's your um, number four? My number four is a Mark Kahn song. You know who Mark Kahn is? Yeah. I think Walking so. in Memphis. Yep. Oh, it's not Con. Con is a cone. It's Cohen. Whatever. <laughs> Con. Anyways, um, that's who I thought you were talking about too. So I'm yeah, glad anyway, I'm, I don't know how to pronounce crap. <laughs> uh, and so this is one of those story songs about good things that happen. You know, most story songs yeah. are about bad crap that happen. And um, it's a good song. It was written about a trip he took to Memphis in '85 when he was working as a session performer. Yep. And like trying to land his first recording contract or whatever. Great song, dude. It was a it great, is a very good song. It was a great song that Michael McDonald recorded. Yep. That's down the Delta Blue. <laughs> the middle of the morning rain. 
Stop, Michael McDonald. Stop re-recording people's crap. You're the Michael W. Smith of <laughs> secular music. Let other people rewrite write your own junk. Yamo be there. <laughs> if I hear the song one more time, Yamo shoot myself in the face. <laughs> anyway, you need to get Trey to do his Michael McDonald impression for you sometime. Yeah, the cool thing about <laughs> noted, sorry, <laughs> noted. <laughs> um. The good thing about this song are people that in the song like Muriel and um, yep. Reverend Green, they're actually real people yep. that he came in contact with. He didn't make up the characters for the song. Um, the reference to Bill Street, all that. Yep. And so it's a good song, man. What's well, my understanding is it's based on like a, like you said, like a tr- like an actual trip yeah, he took trip to Memphis. To Memphis in '85 to try yeah. to land a recording contract. That's what that whole song's about. It's a great song, man. Him getting some. Some cooch from girls he don't know and writing a song about. She it. said, "Are you a Christian, wow. man? I, I am tonight. I'm walking said, in Memphis." I just said cooch. <laughs> wow, you have to take that out. I'm You're not taking that time it. down, Blake. I'm not taking it out. I just said cooch on this song. Then I called attention to the fact that I said cooch five hundred times. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times. Uh, ben, what you got for number three? Uh, number three. Uh, my number three is going to be. Uh, a song called Ronnie and Neil by the Drive-By Truckers. Oh, um, not like committing a drive-by with some truckers. Drive-By Truckers. Yep, it's all about the Ronnie and Neil of the song is Ronnie Van Zant from Leonard Skinner to yeah. Neil Young. From Neil, Neil Young. Crazy Horse. <laughs> uh, Crazy Horse, Buffalo Springfield, Crosby, yeah. Stills, Nash & Young. Um, and it's all about the, the story of those guys' relationship. Um, Neil Young wrote a song called Southern Man. It was a very uh, yeah. um, not not such a uh, happy song about the South. Skinner took a slight offense to it and wrote um, you know wrote about him in uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Then they eventually met and they became sort of friends friends with each other. You know so much so that uh, supposedly uh, Ronnie Van Zant was buried wearing a Neil Young T shirt. Oh wow. Um, Underneath his uh, suit or whatever, um, or whatever. I don't know if that's true. That may be uh, apocryphal, but yeah. um, it's just a great song. It's 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 the Drive By Truckers are a really good band, and that that album is called a uh, Southern Rock Opera, and it's a really good album. But, uh, yeah. but that song is a real standout, and it's just all about Ronnie Van Zant and and Neil Young. And their beef and how they squashed it. Beef. Everybody's got beef. <laughs> Squash that beef. Put, All right, what's your number, Trace? My number three is a song from the 90s by one of my favorite bands ever. One of the greatest GD bands ever graced the face <laughs> of the earth. And that's by Pearl Jam. And it's a song that I would like to tell people I'm named after, but it's not <laughs> factual because I was born 10, over 15, I don't know how many years before the song was put out. It's a song called Jeremy. Is this on your, your list, Ben? It's on your list, isn't it? It's, yeah, on your it list. it's a great song about a kid named Jeremy who has obvious issues and he kills himself. And then the song, Try to Raise This from the Blackboard. Oh! Anyways, yeah, it's a great song, dude. It's an epic piece of storytelling from our childhood that 
even then we knew what the crap they were talking about. Well, they, I mean, it wasn't, you know, if you see the video, it's kind of yeah. hard to avoid. But we didn't see the video first. True. We heard the song first. It's true. And like, and what I like about the song, you know, being, you know, more um, educated in music now in our latter years is you can go back and watch that and you can feel the emotion of that song and the struggle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of that kid named Jeremy through Vetter's lyrics and through his inflections and the way he delivered it. It was just, it's a piece of genius. Yeah. You can tell my, I mean, my, my it's discussion a great song. part. Because this, this is one of those lists where the songs just speak to themselves. Go listen to them if you don't believe us. We don't give a crap. But yeah, it's a great song. Number three, Jeremy. Yeah. Pro Jame. Yeah. What you got for Deuce, Ben? My number two is Jeremy by Pro Jame. I'm going to drop a Deuce. What? And, and um, just to you know, compound on what, what you already said, was it's one of the things I like doing here recently is I like watching. Um, there's a lot of people on YouTube that have like reaction videos to yeah. like listening to. To uh, music that they've never heard before, and I love, especially I, I don't like all the people's channels, but there's a couple of them that I really like because I feel, I feel like they're giving genuine yeah. responses. Like they, I can tell that they actually like music, mm-hmm. and that they, um, I respect their opinions even if I don't always yeah. agree with it. Um, um, and Jeremy is one of those songs that they all end up usually getting around to, yeah. and everybody ends up, it all, always ends up blowing their minds. No pun intended. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> bam, that's a good song. <laughs> but um, horrible, and boom, <laughs> just like that. Nirvana screw was over with. You're so terrible. And suicide, Ben's got. I'm being suicide. attacked by a fly. Ben's but, got the suicide puns all day long. Ooh, I should have kept my hair long so I could put it in my face. Oh my they, god. Um, but I, uh, they always end up like. Every time I watch somebody watch listen to that song, and a lot of times they're watch they're watching the music video too, but like the, it, they always are just like dumbfounded by like yeah. like that gut punch at the end when you find when you realize what happened in that song, and you're like, oh god, uh, people get emotional about it, yeah. you know. And, it's a great song, dude. Uh, he was and, foreshadowing and, and them killing Kurt Cobain. Yeah. That's what it was. We're gonna kill Kurt Cobain. Here's a song about it. I'm kidding. <laughs> Kurt blow brains. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> and uh, and Pearl what? Jam delivers yeah. such a great dramatic performance of that song. Eddie Vedder yeah. is just like he's just you know the anguish in his voice in that song is just incredible. Um, and then he's he's got a band like that to back him up, you know, and just really put. Um, Pearl Jam's got some power to him, and it's they're just a great band. That's why they're still around, you know. Yep. It's you know Even if some of their stuff's weird, like their last album is still good weirdness. <laughs> it's not my favorite, Thank but it's a good album. Show. Yeah, it's very um weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah, Jeremy's a great song. It's a good song. Oh, yeah. Numero doso. Oh, my number two, and here and here's my caveat here is I don't really think this will be classified as a story song if the dang video wasn't so good, <laughs> but it's from probably my second favorite band ever's uh, Use Your Illusion one album in the early '90s. That's Guns and Roses, November Rain. Love that it's song. Kind of, this is a story song. I, I mean, kind of ish. I mean, it's it's basically you know if you go back and read the story behind the songs, a lot of these songs are like the lovey songs where Axl Rose writing to these whores that he met on the road or whatever. Yeah. But 
he actually fell in love with a whore one time and then he writes this song and it's a good cry you know from a man's heart for like yeah. you know I know this is going to be a bad relationship it's going to be a it was actually about a broken relationship that he had that he wished he could anyway yeah. and so it's it's just one of those good songs and then they do the video you know of the wedding and the bride dying never shows why she died but she apparently died because it started raining in the desert at the wedding I don't know it's just, just a great song his guitar dude. solo was so killer an epic song with great lyrics interspersed with epic guitar solos from Slash <laughs> it's just one of those great songs it's even better when they did it at the MTV Music Awards mm. live with Sir Elton John and him and Axel played dueling pianos and tires. Yeah. It was freaking great. At least he didn't. And it's hard to hold a candle in, in the, the circle of life. <laughs> well, that's not how it went. Yeah, that's my number two. Guns With and Roses. and vagabonds. <laughs> yeah, no the, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And it's hard to hold a candle in the wind. That's, that's, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how to tie those two together after that reference, but it wasn't working. And it seems to me that you lived your life like a candle in November rain. Yeah. It was hard to hold. Anyway. All right, Ben, what you got? Number one, the time. My number has one come. is the only one. Is a song most people probably haven't heard, but um, it's from the late great Warren Zavon. Mm. Um, and he wrote a song called Boom Boom Mancini. Boom and it, Boom Mancini. And it's about a boxer named Boom Boom Mancini, a real boxer, uh, who uh, accidentally killed a man in the ring. And uh, and it is all about like this guy's career and life and how, you know, um, the great line in that movie was, uh, they make hypocrite judgments after the fact, but the name of the game is be hit and hit back. <laughs> And I was like, oh man, this is, it's just, it's so well written that I love it. And it's, the music to it is great. It's got this real crunch to it. It's a good song. Um, but it's, it's about a real life boxer, Boom Boom Mancini. Uh, you can, you can watch fights of his on YouTube if you really want to. Um, and it's just cool. It's a cool song. I like stuff like that. These biographical songs. I'm glad we did this list. It's um, a good song. I could I could have easily done another five. <laughs> I really yeah, yeah. To. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of course, I could I could do that on almost all these lists. On so. anything, top five shoelace brands. <laughs> like I got 15 of them. Okay. You gotta go with. Kind of go with <laughs> kiwi. Anyways, but that's my number one. Boom boom man, Sandy mm. by Warren Zavon. My number one is an old song, and that's one I used to listen to my granddad all the time. And uh, it was actually a song written by Shel Silverstein, and he um he won a Grammy Award in 1970 for writing this song uh, and it was later recorded by Johnny Cash it's called A Boy Named Sue Boy Named Sue love that song that's a great dude. song it's about a kid a boy who has a father that's like a vagrant that just leaves him before he leaves he names him Sue he gives him a girl name so the entire song is about this boy trying to seek revenge on his father yeah. that named him Sue and uh, it's 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 great you know I mean Cash was known for telling songs with his stories but um, this was one of those that he didn't write himself and um, it was actually recorded by a literal storyteller which makes it so good yeah. and uh, like I said he won the Grammy Award for it in 70 in 1970 um, 
and it's great. The track became massively popular after Cash, you know, delivered it with his running. It was a live recording. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard a studio version of it. Maybe yeah. there's one, but the one I've heard's always been live, and um, it's it's great. It, it's really good. Like at the end of it, it doesn't really. I mean, it, the father explains why I named him Sue, but it's like. That's I wanted to give you a name Sue because you had to be tough. Right. Always make your kid tough, like staying at slow. <laughs> yeah, and so that's my number one. That's nice. Name Sue. That's a good one. I, you know what? I, while we were doing this, I, I thought of one that I'm I'm shocked I didn't put on my list. Um, so I guess I'll give it an honorable mention. Was a uh, uh, another old country song, which is El Paso by Marty Robbins. Down in that West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a yeah. Mexican girl. Such a great song. Um, I love. I, I found that's one thing I've, I've learned about myself uh, in the last several years is that I, I really enjoy like old country music. <laughs> hey, yeah, those old country songs, man, are great. I love Marty They're, Robbins. I love Johnny Cash. I love, love all Willie Nelson. Stuff. Waylon Jennings. Uh, why don't you give us some celebrity death updates? Yeah, we get now now's the we're gonna bring you down before we let you go. Um, <laughs> so some celebrity deaths. Rest in peace to Denny O'Neill. If you don't know that name, that's okay. He's a comic book writer, and uh, he wrote a lot of great stuff over the years. What he's he's most known for his work at DC Comics, where he wrote. Uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow uh, mm-hmm. for years and probably the most famous run of uh, both those characters. Uh, he wrote Batman for a long time for DC and yeah. where he actually created the characters of uh, Ra's al Ghul and Talia al Ghul um, yeah. for his run. Uh, and he, he worked on the question uh, for DC for a long time and he had a really it's, it's a bit of an underground hit. That's, yeah. That book has got a lot of uh, diehard cult following fans it was a good book uh so rest in peace denny o'neill he was a really good writer um in the comic book genre yeah rest in peace to ian holm that's right um ian holm was in everything uh but he's probably best known to people these days um uh, for two roles in particular for uh playing bilbo baggins in the lord of the rings movies uh, and for being the uh, the android bishop, not bishop. God, I forget the android's name in the first Alien movie. Anyway, he was the android in the first Alien yeah. movie. Um, gosh, I can't believe I forgot that character's name. Uh, if you haven't seen the first Alien movie, by all means, you need to see that movie. It's an absolute classic. Yeah. But he was also in, you know, he was in everything. He was in The Fifth Element. He was in From Hell. He was in... Uh, and he was in like smaller movies that are great. Uh, he was in Terry Gilliam's Brazil and Time Bandits, and he was in he was in a movie that I love called Big Night that was about these two brothers that op- uh, moved here from Italy and opened a, an Italian restaurant. Yeah, and they're trying to survive, so they throw a big party for it. It's a really good movie. Anyway, he's in that. So rest in peace, Ian Holm. Rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. I uh, know I hated to hear that. Joel one. Schumacher. Somewhat deservedly, but kind of unfortunately, um, is probably most well known for his movies that people don't like, Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah, Um, and um, he did the uh, the live action uh, version of the Phantom of the Opera musical movie, which is fairly derided. 
Uh, and he did St. Elmo's Fire, which, depending on who you are, a lot of a lot of women like it, a lot of men hate it. Yeah. Um, um, but let's not also not forget that he did good movies too. He did The Lost Boys. It's a great movie. Yeah. He did uh, the movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas, where he plays that guy who snaps. And, yeah. Uh, and he did like A Time to Kill with Samuel L. Jackson and Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. You know, great legal. Um, I don't know if the the legality of the movie holds up for sure, but it's a good story. Um, so rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. Um, rest in peace, Curly Neal. Uh, he was part of the Harlem Globetrotters, one of the most famous members of the Harlem Globetrotters. Um, I think if you were of a certain age from, say, 1970. Six all the way to probably 1990-something, there's a good chance you know the Harlem Globetrotters and probably went to go see them at least one time. Um, And Curly was with them for a very long time. And he, he... Everybody seems to have nice things to say about him. And he was an amazing basketball player. Oh, yeah. Uh, And rest in peace to... Not super well-known, but uh, was big in the Georgia area. Wrestler, Mr. Wrestling 2, passed away. He was famously, he was a big star in Georgia Championship Wrestling, which is eventually what became WCW. Um, Well, that's actually, that's not accurate. Um, Actually, Georgia Championship Wrestling uh, got bought out, got sold out basically to Vince McMahon, and that's where eventually the WWF sort of took over that time slot and it's called Black Friday read about it it's pretty interesting but uh, but Mr. Wrestling 2 was one of the big stars for the Georgia Championship Wrestling promotion and he was famously was like Jimmy Carter's mother's favorite yeah. wrestler or something but everybody always had good things to say about Mr. Wrestling 2 which is a cumbersome name he was a masked wrestler uh, but there was a Mr. Wrestling before Mr. Wrestling 2 hence the 2 yeah. and it's it's kind of it's kind of hokey when you think about it now, but like, dude was was big. He was a big deal. So rest in peace. Uh, that's it. That's, that's what it. I got. What do you think about talking about HBO originals? Okay. Next one. Like HBO shows. Yeah. Okay. So next week we're gonna talk about our top five HBO original movies. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, I just pulled one off the list. I randomly that's selected. Cool. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, it's been an episode of Ben and Blake Saves an Adventure. We're glad that you guys joined us. I want to thank our sponsors one more time, Mr. Bill down at Acme Pharmacy. I think yeah. I went to thank him earlier, and we went off on a tangent and didn't finish <laughs> it. You go check them out. They're your one-stop shop for everything pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical related. Located on East Dame Avenue in Homerville. Give them a call, 912-487-5327. Um, anything else? Yeah. Not anything else either. So you guys have a good week. Stay safe. Avoid the coronavirus like the plague that it is. <laughs> and uh, it's Blake reminding you, be excellent to each other. Yeah, and party on dudes. But, hey, just for w- – wear a mask. Do some social yeah. distancing, you big <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've been guilty of forgetting once or twice when I've gone out. But, like, it's – Wear the dang it's mask. It's a good idea to wear the mask. I'm just saying. Yeah, wear like, it. I know that it that it's not fun, and I know that it's hard to breathe in yeah. them. But if we can do die. this for a little bit of time, then maybe we won't have to do it again. Yeah. So like, just stop complaining and being a baby, and just wear the mask. Yep. 
Um, I agree. Again, like I said, I'm not. I'm guilty of, of not wearing it all the time. I forget sometimes because that's how my brain works. But yeah. um, just wear the mask. <laughs> wear the dang we, thing. We've, we've unfortunately had a spike in cases in our Everybody community. Everybody has. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. They open everything up. I mean, that's to be expected. But Yeah. So... Um, be safe out there, guys. Yeah. But still party on. Yeah, do but that safely. Safely. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch y'all next week. Bye. Bye.